From the bingo halls of yesteryear to the bright lights of today's arenas, you're listening to the Bingo Hall Boys. My name's Jake, and joining me is my host, Mitch. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's been a windy few days, but the weather's been nice, so I'm happy. Saw that video where you got to uh, go out and throw the disc around. Yeah, we got some nice uh, nice little cross tailwinds in the, the park where I was. You can really bomb them out when it gets gets that windy, so... I had I had my fun post around in a in the little empty baseball diamond. Nice. Uh, how's that? How's little guy? To? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's doing good. We're um, we just entered what's called the golden week, where the, like senses get a little bit more heightened, so everything's been a little bit more sensitive. He's fighting sleep a little bit harder, so we had things too good. Him sleeping 18 hours a day is uh, a distant memory now. <laughs> but so anyway, what else have you been up to, bud? Uh, not a heck of a lot. It's been a quiet week, all things considered. We're still chipping away at the house rentals, bathrooms, basically all painted now. And yeah, we're making good progress there. So there you go. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, now that we've got the, the pleasantries and. <laughs> Quick updates on each other out of the way. What do you want to jump into first? Because we got we had a pretty big week. Yeah, there's a lot of different stuff going on. So why don't we just knock dynamite out of the way right off the bat and let's go for it. Burn our way through that. Um, I didn't notice this until after the show when someone pointed it out, but they went back to the black ropes this week. Yes, they did. Um, there's a lot of people who were making a big deal out of the rope change and the calling it was that the red, red, white, and blue era was garbage and stuff like that. And I'm just, it's a lot of the same people who are Jay white doomers, which we'll get yeah. to, but yeah, dude, I, I don't know. It's I, I, I like them. I think they're cool for like special shows or something like that. Like I kind of like, Maybe uh, a certain show having its own color ropes or whatever, but the black ropes are rad. It just it makes it look unique I mean, and like, not like overly cartoony, you know. I barely like some, noticed that it places. changed, so clearly it's not that big of a deal to me either way. Hey, it's big out. enough. That's the first thing we talk about, brother. I mean, it's like as I realized I didn't notice until someone else pointed it out, and it's like, wait, <laughs> the ropes changed again. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me. Um, Definitely a more wrestling focused week, less uh, less segmenty than the week before. Not that that meant necessarily yeah. that we we're going for like banger after banger like some weeks, but just a little more focus on the in ring. In ring, I think stuff. it was an, an improvement though, mm -hmm. for sure. I, I definitely liked it a lot more. What uh, what do you think of Orange Cassidy and Banditos? I dude, AEW has to be different. And by different, I mean, start off by wrestling. And so it was like immediately I was just like, oh, cool. We don't have to sit through half an hour of like terrible <laughs> promos. Let's go. Um, I thought it was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, it definitely felt like they were leaving stuff on the table, which felt a little odd. And then, you know, as we go through the show, we figure out why. <laughs> um, so it was a little weird, but I, I still really enjoyed it. I wasn't surprised Bandito lost, but I was also surprised he lost and that I wasn't sure how they were going to 
build them up after losing, but we got a pretty good idea where it's where it's going. Yeah, I I I'm kind of done with the Orange Cassidy run. Just because it's like it's we've talked about before where there was a lot of emphasis like week to week on a different body part getting hurt and like Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy is kind of like held together with duct tape right now. So it would have been really cool for Bandito to come in and win. Especially because he was working heel in this match. Mm-hmm. And uh, a heel bandito is pretty rad. So, um, yeah, I was bummed the title didn't change hands, but change hands. But the match itself, I thought, was really, really good. And then I guess we're getting getting bandito and orange together for a, a little bit. That's a uh, weird tag team, dude. I did feel bad for them though, because Bandito kept trying to put on the aviators. Yeah, and they just like he has no ears game. to no. loop over. So they really tried. I got a kick pro... out of their, their thing with Renee backstage. But... Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> it was a it was a bummer. But I've I've already texted Bandito and let him know that like if you put him through the eyes. Mm, that's the play. All right. That's the play. So we'll see. We'll see if he takes my advice next week. Um, so that was a good match. <laughs> um, Dax sucked. <sighs> Dude, <laughs> I, again, I don't know what people expected out of Dax Harwood versus Jeff Jarrett, but it, it, sorry, but y'all got what you got. Like, this was my bathroom break, and then I came back and it was still going. And so I figured I'd, you know, do the thing. I do a podcast and I started the match over and I really wish I didn't dude. Like if you were kind of watching, like if you had like blurry vision and you were just like, wait, so which one of these is the old guy? Be like, it's the bald one, right? Like Dax looks really bad. Um, but I don't want to totally throw him under the bus. They just didn't have awesome chemistry. Uh, we're setting up a tag match mm-hmm. between FTR and then Jarrett and Lethal. So I expect the chemistry there to be a lot better. Uh, we're recording this late Friday night. I didn't get to watch Rampage, I but I either. would put money down that Cash J Lethal is so much better. I imagine it will be. Yeah, I'd be shocked. I, if I, it's I'm actually worse. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, again, th- it's so funny to me that we we try to give ftr their roses but we fucking hate dax but we're a pro cash pod like Mm -hmm. cash wheeler's the dude yeah the match sucks (laughs) i mean we had our little wardlow squash in there which i I thought was funny because i think they advertised it as we'd hear from wardlow and then hearing from him was just watching him beat the crap out of some jobber Um, and then we heard from arn yeah so if they continue to advertise it like that i'll get a kick out of it if it's like you're gonna hear from wardlow and it's just like the violent stunts of talking for him and that's his promo is a jobber squash i'm a big fan of wardlow squashes um you know we've said the whole time that wardlow's tnt run would have been a lot better if he just had weekly squashes whether it was on dynamite or rampage like just have him mow through people that stuff's super fun I really miss that knee spot he did off the turnbuckle where he'd like hold them up and just drop him face first into his knee. 
Oh, where they're like, uh, so the person eating the move, they're like feet's on the top yeah. buckle and yeah. they just like fall for it. Yeah. It's a sick looking spot. It's awesome. I, agree. I miss it. Yeah. I don't know if maybe like broke a jobber's nose or something and isn't allowed to do it anymore or what, but I miss <laughs> that one. Well, whenever you've got the entire crowd doing the symphony spot, like yeah. that's that's the move you gotta go with. But no, I agree. That move is like sick. sick. I I definitely love that one. Hopefully he breaks it out against uh, Luchasaurus. Yeah, so we got that little continuing game of chicken as they slowly wander up the ramp and bail out at the last second and continue to tease when and if we're getting that. I mean, we know we're getting the match, but like when we're actually going to get it. Mind games, brother. I'm getting under the skin. <laughs> Is it fun for us to watch? Not at all. Oh, but I get why they're doing it. Oh shit! I recognize this name for the jobber. Ariel Levy is that? This name sounds really familiar. I just looked up the jobber's name. The Ward. Oh, you're thinking squash. of Ariel Hawani? No, no. <laughs> I do my best to not think of Ariel Hawani. Um. Uh, sorry as I yawned directly into the microphone. That has nothing to do with you. Hey. We've been doing bedtime around 9 o'clock lately, so uh, I'm officially up past my bedtime. Fair. Fair. Okay, this might be a different Ariel Levy that I'm thinking of. That's a... wild, because that's a pretty unique name. I know, Are you right? thinking of Eugene Levy? No! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, so the there's a, a chicken NXT that's really jacked and used to do I think she used to do like Ninja Warrior stuff and stuff like not Casey Canzaro, a different one. I forget what she I, did. I'll take your word for it, brother. I don't but watch the I, I remember seeing no, I don't either, but I saw an Instagram thing and she was dating a guy named Ariel Levy, but it's a different one apparently, not this one. So there it is. Multiple Ariel Levies involved in the wrestling world in some way, shape, or form. Um, if we had a producer, this is where I'd make the note for them to cut out the last five minutes or so, but uh, <laughs> you're talking to him, and I'm not going to remember. So, what do we got next? Uh, well, this is staying in. <laughs> we've got our Four Pillars Tournament Final. Fucking, dude. Guevara beating Darby Allen in the, I mean... I get a kick out of the spots when they do the, like, who, when they do the fake getting hit thing. But why did we have to make Paul Turner like such a, look like such a gullible geek here? My favorite thing is that this week Chavo Guerrero came out kind of like headhunting Rey Mysterio. And yeah. he's like, dude, enough with the fucking Eddie <laughs> spots. All right? Like, people, people yeah. are, like, really take, like, <laughs> take great advantage of, you know, my, my late yeah. family member, man. <laughs> and Sammy Guevara comes out and does the fucking chair spot. And you know he knew what he was doing. That was the that was the one thing I was like really happy with because like again I hate all of this. It's just like no one's getting elevated to MJF's like status as a main eventer. And yeah, sure enough, whenever they announced the tournament, we came on here and we're still like <laughs> it's still going to be yeah. the four way. And even better, we're going to get a tag team match where the story is, can they coexist? <laughs> I was waiting and that's for next that week. Bro, dude, like everything about this is so WWE. And it's like the third 
act in the company that's doing a WWE shtick? Like, enough is enough, dude. I have nothing nice to say. Like, I just, I just don't. I, I want to see these guys like wrestle. I do still think the four way is going to be fantastic. I, I'm, I'm less certain now. Because if, if if they lean like shtick heavy, we're going to be seeing dudes quote unquote resting on the outside, the entire match. Like I I don't know. I'm I'm less than optimistic. They need to have like barn burners for what the next. There's five weeks of dynamite left Something or four. Like that, yeah. I, I made a four, note. I think. Uh, bah, bah, bah. I put it in the schedule. Yeah, there's four episodes of dynamite and rampage left. These guys need to be going out there and yeah, every single week, these three guys, like the challengers need to be wrestling on both dynamite and rampage, split it up however you want. But yeah, they just need to be in ring for the next four weeks for me to be excited. I mean, if they hadn't have had the, uh, firm on retainer burn MJF already that'd be an easy way to fill the matches <laughs> where he pulls back the firm his uh, group on retainer to start beating these guys up for a few weeks yeah but like he can't anymore because they ran through that angle too fast right. but like so would have been a way to get him wrestling to do anything but mm-hmm. this would have been an easy simple way quick exercise who is the worst case scenario for winning the title at double or nothing? Like in the order of the four. So obviously like we're expecting MJF to retain. Yeah. And I think that's the best possible outcome. Yeah. Given the current build that we have, what is the worst outcome? And we'll work our way up. I think the worst is jungle boy. Right. Well, uh, I think, uh, it, I think it's still Sammy for me. I, I Given this build, it's Sammy. But I mean, Sammy at least will still get, like, it'll be what people would quote unquote call a go away reaction, but it's not really because they really just want to watch him die. Like, he'll still get a reaction. Jungle Boy will get crickets. Yeah. But I like Jungle Boy. I feel bad saying that, but. It's not time. No. This is like sink or swim for him, and I'm just, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not biting on him or Sammy right now. So I, mean, and and I don't know what that means for them long-term. Yeah. Like they're going to have to do rehab projects with everybody. Like, well, they're talking the about Hobbs with, in a bit, but they're it's doing like, one dude, with Sammy. It's the all access show. It's a Sammy and Tay rehab project. Right. But he's like, still a heel on the show. Oh yeah. Well, all access isn't finished. Yet. Which by the way, I've been watching more all access, like uh, on my 6am shift with little <laughs> dude. So feeding him the bottle and, Popping on all access, it's not that bad. No, it's not terrible. This I this normally last hate week was the best one. I haven't think. gotten to it, but uh, yeah, I I genuinely don't mind it. It's yeah. it's definitely like a on in the background show. Oh sure, yeah. I, like I can't give it my full attention, but it's an it's a nice little show, yeah. especially since it's like limited to. So what do we got next? Oh. Uh... Well, thank God Jade won. But please don't make me suffer through a rematch. Um, I hated the psychology in the match because it made Ty look like a total dork. That's where fine. It's like, she sucks. 
the only I think she's been pretty good so far in AEW. And that's coming from me. Like I'm I've been really harsh on her. I I thought she's this has probably been one of the best runs of her career. That's to be probably honest. true. Um I actually wouldn't have minded her winning because at least it's something different. Um, I don't know if for her we're looking like long-term ROH. Uh, but I thought Ty looked good. But it's just the the psychology of the match is like the only rule is that you can't use the move. And then she goes to use the move, has no backup plan, and gets rolled up. It, it just makes her look like a dork. Up. Yeah. Um, watch the finish. As much as this match wasn't good, it was better than I thought it would be. Does that make sense? Yeah. It was still I, a dud. Like, I did like I, after when she went to slam Aubrey. That was... Uh, she would be one of my top yeah. five women in the division if she went after Aubrey Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm like, whoa. Finally, we're doing something really cool. Um, anything to make any of these women feel dangerous in the ring. I swear. I feel like a broken record. Well, I still have no read on where we're at with Statlander. Timeline, it seems like it should be really close, but... I've said the whole time she returns at double or nothing, so we'll see yeah. if I'm right. I mean, the thing is, like, we can't even use back being backstage because she's been backstage almost every week. <laughs> yeah, like the whole time, <laughs> which like doesn't that. help either if you're traveling all over North America. Like... But yeah, so Not she has, like, she's been traveling, so we can't use that as a radar for when she's going to be back because she's always there. But even whenever she does come back, she's going to be a little bit rusty. Oh, definitely. And this is this is going to be against Jade. And the entire time we've been calling for Statlander to be the one to win yeah. the title. Honestly, I... I don't know. I mean... If this were like a professional sport where you could like trade people, I would be on the phone with WWE like, who do you want to trade for Jade? I mean, like, like you can you can get Statlander a little less rusty because she'll go through Layla first, and I don't know who I would pull out for the others, but I would go straight into a Jade match. Um, but no, I get what you're saying. I just I don't know. I've kind of lost interest with this title, which is a bummer. But streak continues. Mm-hmm. So, main event was very short. We were really tight on time in this show. Before we get there, can we talk about Powerhouse Hobbs? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, this yeah, was the, fir- the QTV thing on it. This right? was the first QTV I was, like, totally cool with. Because <laughs> he just, like, kicked in the door and was like, this ain't it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, sweet. Like, this, that's a good direction to go with him. Um, I would assume we get a triangle Haas match Probably. at the, at the pay-per-view. Uh, I still have no clue where we're going. Um, no, but they definitely made Powerhouse Hobbs look like himself in that segment. Yep. Uh, bef- before we move on, I wanted to ask you. Uh, we might do like a a new weekly segment that's like wrestler rehab <laughs> or something like that. We probably can't call it that because of you know the wrestlers <laughs> that like yeah. need to go to rehab, but like. <laughs> The basic premise being, like, you have to rehabilitate something in wrestling. This week I challenge you, on the fly, how do you rehabilitate the TNT title? 
I thought you were going to throw me a softball and say Hobbs, and I was like, they just did. Didn't you watch the segment? But <laughs> this no, ain't it. Yeah. No, you're hitting me with the real thing. Shit. Um, Jesus, I I really don't know what to do with this title anymore. I can't think of a single <laughs> Isn't thing. it rough? Because my only idea was to turn it back to the open challenge and use that as your way of getting yep. like the New Japan guys and all those guys on the show. But you have the fucking international title for that now. Well, you could use the international for the high flyers. I mean, you could, but Vikingo is the international champion. Just saying. But I mean, like that—that that was my idea. Oh, with the heel Conan as the manager, brother. So anyway, what were you gonna say? I I don't have a good way to to rehabilitate it right now. Off the top of my head, I have no clue what to do because even with a weekly challenge. A heavyweight having that gimmick isn't as fun oh, as no, like Darby no, or off one of them Orange Cassidy. Sure. Right. But this is like the Haas title traditionally. Like whenever you look at the best champions, it's, it's the big beefy dudes. But I hear Dusty Rhodes' kid held it three times. <laughs> hey, to be fair, Cody did hold the title that his father never did. And he's about just the to TNT hold title. one. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, oh we will. <laughs> Um, I would keep it on Wardlow for the time being and have him do something similar to a weekly challenge. I mean, Wardlow needs to be a heel, right? Like, RNTs that he's going to be cheating to win. I want to yeah. see a mean streak in Wardlow. So I guess that's what I'm going to do. Top of my or off the top of my head. So anyway, main event time. We've got. I, I promise next week you'll have more uh, more time to think on wrestler rehab. <laughs> we have a very short main event. I think they definitely got a little bit tight on time going into it. Not definitely that it would have been did. much longer, but like probably three or oh, four minutes. We forgot, a... brother. You forgot about the coolest spot on the entire show. Adam Cole calls out Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho is like, right. "Hey, asshole." You let your, your girlfriend get beaten down by us. Yeah. You suck. I'm not going to talk to you. Which, like, <laughs> him blaming Adam Cole for them beating that was up Britt Baker. fucking amazing. I will hear zero Chris Jericho slander. Like, he is he's that the greatest of all time. so good. Oh, my God. What kind of a man does that? You did nothing. <laughs> Huge pop out of me. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society comes out, starts beating them down. Beating Adam Cole down, yeah. and then Orange Cassidy and Bandito <laughs> make the save, which I was like, uh, sure, I guess that's going to set up a cool trios match. And then fucking end of heartache plays. The entire crowd makes no noise. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh my god! And then Roderick Strong's name shows up on the screen, and then everyone loses yeah. their mind. And sure enough, Roddy comes out to make the save. And I look at this, and I'm like, we could get on just like a random like Rampage or Dynamite. Roderick Strong versus Daniel Garcia. Like, shit, like even just Roderick Strong. I would want to see Roderick Strong, Jake Hager. I mean, that alone would be a really fun dynamic. Like, because you know Roddy would deadlift Hager. Like, I, Roddy Strong is all elite. Like, this is, is that, that might be my match of the week. <laughs> it's Roderick Strong's debut. I, like, I, I definitely lost my voice when that happened. And all admit, awesome. like I didn't even recognize the song at first because 
watching some of his old stuff on Honor Club, the entrances are often muted for a lot of no, that. No, he used stuff. it on the, he used it for like PWG and like yeah, but you can't listen to it on PWG stuff either, right? Like yeah, you never have been. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like anywhere that I've watched Roddy recently hasn't had an entrance with audio, and I don't regularly listen yeah, to that band. Fair. So I like I I don't know the last time I actually heard that song. I mean, maybe I'm the jerk here because like. I I've definitely uh, gone on the cage match before to look at wrestler themes and I'm just like, Oh, they use that one on the independence. Cool. Like how Ricochet used uh, goodbye. Little Sebastian from mm. parks and rec for Bola insanity. Um, but yeah, Roddy strong is all elite. Um, I'm hoping that means we get Kyle O'Reilly back at some point. I hope so. Um, I mean, I was reading that Roddy is actually like, he's been free since like December but he yeah. wanted to take some time doing some more rehab to get his body right. So yeah. like it was never a question of if they always knew he was coming and they just had to eventually work out the contract when he was healthy and ready to go. But uh, one of the stories that I heard was that there were a couple of people assigned in WWE legal to make sure Roddy still wasn't under contract because they didn't know. I mean, they still had him on the roster page when he debuted. Like, he had the graphic, and you could find him on the active roster on WWE for, like, two hours after. Dude. And and this has been our thing for years, where it's just like, you could put one person in this company, and I'm like, I kind of want shitty little boots, Roddy Strong. Like, you know, evil prick, Roddy Strong. Um, So who's going to be the first to call him shitty little boots? Jericho. We can say it on TV, so. Yeah, probably Jericho. Matt Menard would be the pick, to be honest. Matt Menard is the pick. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other answer. (laughs) Give me Roddy Strong, Matt Menard, or Angelo Parker. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, But yeah, we've got Roderick Strong here, and it's just like, um, yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I, I hope that he gets a lot of singles matches because people don't understand like Roddy might be one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. Like this dude has a motor that just, he doesn't run out of gas. No, he doesn't. I mean, I've never seen a wrestler with that much stamina. We've seen a uh, Marina Shafir's post from their honeymoon. So you finally want to talk about the main event? <laughs> <laughs> We have Omega and Takeshita against Butcher and the Blade uh, with Kip and Penelope, of course, ringside, as was Don Callis. Can I hit you with something? What? I never want to see Butcher and the Blade outside of Dark ever again. I'm done. You're done with Butcher and Blade? Outside of Dark. I'm done. I thought this match was really bad. One, it was it was rushed. But it, it was, was just so like rushed. it this was, was not like all fun. in rush. Yeah, like this was like this was just not fun. And Butcher and Blade just aren't those guys. Like they're enforcers, and it's cool to have them on dark. But it's just like they're not the main event of Dynamite. They're just not. Um, and it was all about the post match angle anyway. But it's just like I don't know. Whenever I see Omega and Takeshita are going to be tagging in the main event of a Dynamite, I'm like, oh, red. Against like Claudio and Yuta, right? No, it's Butcher and the Blade. Um, which again, they're. I'm glad that they've got the gig. 
I don't want them to be fired. I don't want any of that. But I'm just like, I let them squash a team and just look like badasses or be on the outside and be enforcers. Uh, th- th- that's it. Don't never put them in the main event of a Dynamite again, please. That's like pandemic era shit. Like uh, there that was a time the match they did was good. Well, yeah, but th- I think that had a lot to do with like QT Marshall and Dustin like ball. Hell yeah. But yeah, I'm just uh, I I'm done with them. I got no use. Well, our post match angle was the story, and Takeshita seems confused and gets booted and or gets punched in the nuts by. I don't remember. One of them. <laughs> Somebody gonna get their nuts punched. Yeah, it, it sucked. Danielson got him with the screwdriver. I They teased him joining the combat club, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, we good. But yeah, it looks like we're getting the 4v4 double or nothing. So. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying Elite versus Combat Club. And heel Danielson promos are just so good. Like, he's such a natural promo when he's the bad guy. Oh, it's yeah. It's so perfect. Um, but yeah, that I think that was the frustrating thing. It was like the one part of Dynamite that's been consistent for me post-Revolution has been Elite Combat Club. And this just did nothing for me. Um, I did like the Bucks coming out and throwing like sick super kicks on the ramp and i think yuda mm. sold his like a champ that oh, was yeah that was awesome yuda did a giant like neck bump onto the the ramp it, uh he did the bucks a huge favor there um yeah it was it was the post match angle was fine but like you said everything was rushed and i was kind of over it cuz nothing was going to top Roderick strong debuting <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's get into rumors and rumbles because it's all well, most of it's AEW focused, so it makes a natural segue. First thing first, I mean, I think we already knew this from a couple other people, but it's been confirmed again that All Out is indeed the week after All In, and we'll be back in America. Um, Mega, the big <laughs> legal gal, who chief legal, yeah, according to a couple wieners on the internet, is the worst person in the world because of All Out. Fuck off. But she confirmed that it's uh, the week after All In, so they'll be flying back from the UK for the pay-per-view right after. Yeah, to come back and do, I'm guessing, like, one Dynamite and the Rampage yep. and then whatever the Saturday show is. Yep. And then uh, we're jumping straight into the, sh- mm-hmm. the pay-per-view. So I'm, I'm really interested to see. Tony Khan's, like, really balling out here. There's a couple things here. One of these has to be streaming, like just has to be. And we've said before, All In isn't listed as a pay-per-view, whereas everything else, when it's announced, is listed as a pay-per-view. I would assume that it's streaming on Max. We'll probably know more around Upfronts, um, which is in a couple weeks, which is like they're going to be heavily featured, which is going to be a hard day for all the Mm -hmm. AEW doom and gloomers that aren't listening to us tell you like how it is where Turner's really happy with them. May 5th is going to be a tough day for them too when they see the amount of tickets this thing sells. 
Well, and that's that's the interesting thing is like how are you going to build all in and all out simultaneously? Mm-hmm. Uh, because building to a pay per view with one week build is there's zero chance that that's happening. So it makes me wonder if all in is going to be a lot more like like dream matches. Yeah, I think it's a super card of honor kind of all in. Like, yeah, it it is. It's all in. It's going to be a bunch of dream scenarios and wild wild setups which makes me really wonder if they bring in osprey like who the play is mm-hmm. um you could do something awesome like danielson there's a lot of different ways you can go because i think yeah. we're getting osprey omega at forbidden door i assume so yeah just so, the so. way that everything is <laughs> lining up which we'll get to but yeah I'm, I'm really interested to see there's there's some really interesting stuff around all in um and it's too early to tell like i've got people asking like what do i think the business is going to be like and i'm like i i don't know like there is an image that quote unquote leaked i still haven't found out if that was confirmed or not but um the the it's... new one that the the first one that leaked was fake the actual one's definitely been out there because there was a okay. a glitch and a very very and i mean like very small amount of people like a couple hundred were accidentally able to already buy their tickets for all in. Okay. Um, they launched the site by mistake and <laughs> closed it very fast. But, but from every indication, they're going to try to pack it out. Oh, it's the big setup. Yeah, you could fit like you can fit ninety plus with that setup, dude. I uh, for their sake, I hope that they go big. Um, it also makes me wonder the venue for all out, like. I think people need to get ready for All Out to not be in Chicago. It's possible, yeah. Or if it's in Chicago, to move to a bigger venue. Because I've said it before, that that arena that they run mm-hmm. for All Out is garbage. It like barely fits 10,000. So, but yeah. Uh, speaking of Forbidden Door, that is where the opening ceremonies and yeah. assuming the first match of the Owen will be. And... How did we not see the Owen coming? I saw it but- coming. When they announced the Canadian tour, to I be like, that. oh, that's going to be the Owen tour. Well, I, I didn't think we were going to get all of the Owen matches on the tour because I didn't really look at the dates close enough to realize they were all within like a month. But I was positive the finals were going to be in Calgary. Dude, the fact that we're getting all of these and it's not spread out over two months is going to be so good. I know. <laughs> it's going to actually feel like all feel, of it. It's going to feel like a traditional tournament. Like, I'm at Forbidden Door, I'm at Saskatoon, Regina, Edmonton, Calgary. I'm going to see the whole fucking thing. That's a hell of a commitment, brother. Well, it, it, the thing is, it's all they're such easy trips. Like, I have a two-hour drive for one and a five-hour drive for two of the others. So, Forbidden Door is the only flight, and which Forbidden Door is going to roll? I mean, I have one two-hour drive where, like, you can come back the same night. The five hours you can drive up day yeah. of and only hotel for a night. Like, it's it's really easy to do. Yeah, it's just that's a long month. It is, and all the other weekends are going to be track meets, so it's going to be a very long month, but <laughs> that's fun. What else am I going to do? Sit around the house yeah, it'll be nothing. good. Um, so, so you didn't... I answered your question. What do you think the business for All In is going to be? Because we know Forbidden Door already sold out. I, I mean... I think they sell 70,000 day one. 
so has the floor of what's a disappointment and what's not, has that moved up for you? Cause we both said like 40 to 50 is a success. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think I'd still count anything over that as success. Just cause the one thing we don't know with the signups, like we know it's crossed 60,000, but we don't know if they're all unique or if they signed up through like two different things. I mean, right. I don't totally know how that works. It may be impossible to sign up through both because you get like your little unique code to get tickets and there are limits, like I think six per person or something. But yeah. even if you cut that in half and it was 30,000, who's bought, most of them are buying more than one ticket. So I think it's going to be a success. If again, if it's over mm-hmm. 50, that's a success. But I, if I'm in the front office I'm thinking 70 plus. Like yeah. if I hit oh, 70 yeah. plus, that's a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge deal to do 40, to mm-hmm. be honest. But I think people are going to move the goalposts unless yeah. like if there's one ticket available, people are going to AEW's dead. Uh, and I think they're going to forget too with all of the entertainment numbers we get from WWE, what their actual attendance record is. And it's right. It's beatable. Yeah. It's like 80,000. Definitely. Yeah. Like actual paid attendance is like eighty thousand or something. I think or eighty-one. Like that's. A I think they're going to have a hard time selling out until they start announcing matches. Oh sure, yeah. But I, I expect some interesting attractions and a couple other like we know Fozzie's going to play, and they'll probably have a couple other things going on. I mean, they have enough licensed music that we're going to get some some big performances. So. No, Mitch, I was talking about things to attract people to all in. No, no, Cody's gone. We can't have that one again. <laughs> it's fine. We never have to suffer through that. Good God, was that bad. Oh, no, the bummer is we can't do a go-go Cody too. That's the match. That's the dream uh, match. I'm going to talk about looking up. Does someone actually still work here? Anthony fucking a go-go. Uh, cashing them checks, I'm sure. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still... Uh... Still interested to see what other surprises come out for that, but uh, the other surprise allegedly coming, well, I guess these are both kind of surprises, but hearing strong rumors that an, uh, at Punk's return show, like when the Saturday show launches at uh, presumably United on the whatever 17th or whatever that Saturday is, that there is a return, like a big time return or debut coming along with it. I mean, the return the only people that would really exist would be like Andrade or Miro. Um, yeah. I'm kind of racking my brain. Cause like whenever you think of the timeline, like June 17th, like who's a big enough name to debut or come back. And it's like the only one I can think of that would be considered a big deal. Again, this isn't me hoping this isn't me saying that this is what I want. Would I be shocked if they build up to Wardlow versus Goldberg at all in? Not at all. Not one bit. So this this makes sense to me. Um, the show's on June 17th. When is all in? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me go to the AEW ticks. Folks, I promise we do have show notes. <laughs> we just don't think that far Ooh. ahead. Um, so, okay. Forbidden door is the 25th. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
man who is not currently around besides punk well yeah for returns it's andrade miro and o'reilly are the only three that matter and unless Cole and Strong are on Punk's show, then O'Reilly's probably not going to be. And okay. I could see them being on the, the Dynamite shows more to run back to the Elite stories and everything. So yeah, so I don't think it's Goldberg. I think we're probably going to get that. So All In is on the 27th of August. Uh, and the on-sale date for tickets is 5-5. So by the time we record next, we'll know loosely how they're doing on tickets by then. I mean, Mercedes is the other name, right? Right before Forbidden Door. It would make sense that's, have that's her come out and challenge Hater. And like she's the, we the know... only problem. Sorry, go ahead. The only problem I have with that is it's a one week build. Yeah. Um, and I I think that people would get rubbed the wrong way by that. But I, again, I mean, like, uh, it doesn't necessarily. People are just gonna complain. Like they're gonna complain no matter what. But you can also do it. Like you can announce the match and it can be like a one night only thing. And then she shows up a surprise. It's like, ha fooled you. It's stupid, but you can do it. (laughs) But I I think it's pretty like, that's a reasonable guess because we know the Saturday show is the CMFTR show and she's pretty tight with FTR bald and cash. So like, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Like that would make sense for her to be on that Saturday show with them too. Just in terms of, Oh, for sure. So, like I think well, and especially because you'd be able to isolate how well her quarter hours do. Oh, absolutely, right. Um, yeah. yeah so, so that those, would be that'd be a really interesting. Those are kind experiment. of the only guesses I have. The only other one would be if Edge's contract was up by then for the last. Oh man, you wouldn't... I would rather have Goldberg than Edge. To be totally I mean, honest, we know one way or another, him and Christian are going to reunite for like two or three matches before it's done. It's just a question of which company they do it with. Yeah, I mean, at least with Goldberg, I know that he's going to wrestle maybe like once or twice. But with like the Edge Lord, it's like he comes in and it's like two years of Adam Copeland. The hardest pass. Dude, I watched that Hell in a Cell match from Mania on double speed. Oh, it sucked. And it was still too slow. Like, I have zero use for Edge. Could you imagine him and Christian in the tag division? Like, this tag division is already, like, pretty dire right now. You want to tell me FTR versus Edge and Christian (laughs) would... No, no, you'd have to... No, no, you know what match we'd get. It'd be awful. Yeah, fuck it. Bring the Dudleys back and do TLC. Yep. Like, you know that's where it's going, is the Hardys and Edge and Christian, if that happens. And it will be awful. Who would be the fourth team? Because you'd obviously have to do Edge, Christian, Hardys, and the Bucks. I mean, I don't know that you need four teams, but... Eh. Do you think Heel Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus being a tag team works? Because I kind of want to see them reform now. Probably. I mean, they were both the most successful is Jurassic Express. I don't... Does Heal Jurassic Express works though, right? Oh, definitely. I have to change the theme, but... No, but you've got... You've got a... The Acclaimed would be the fourth team. Yeah, but dinosaurs are not, like, friendly to humans. It makes sense. Reminds me of... 
He's got his master's degree and he's old and he's tired of working with fucking children. This is very easy booking. I do like the new Luchasaurus setup. Like it's it's a cool oh, dynamic. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, I know you're not a big Wolf Ferrell guy, but it reminds me of uh, Step Brothers, where Ring, uh, Richard Jenkins's character is just like when when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up to be a dinosaur. And my dad was like, "You can't be a fucking dinosaur." That, I I can't not think of that every time I see Luchasaurus. Like, uh, my friend Matt put that in my brain, and I can't not. If if I didn't have a kid right now, and I'm yeah. up like two hours past my bedtime, I might clip that and it like lead off the episode. <laughs> oh man, one day I'll have free time and do fun stuff. Um. So the other rumor that I've been hearing, and this one is pretty credible is that given the amount of things with the new Saturday show coming and Ring of Honor and everything Tony Khan is actually bringing in another person to really seriously help with creative in a a very high capacity like higher than like Sanjay and QT and and Pat Buck from the sounds of it like basically another, another actual booker but the early whispers are that it's not someone we'd expect, whatever whatever that means. Whoever, depending on what your interpretation. Here comes the money! But they, um, I did hear that it was someone who would be considered a reasonably good hire because they would not have a lot of that, like, not this person's word, my words, the WWE stink on them. Like, they wouldn't really be coming from that background, so... I didn't know how much validity this had, so I didn't know if we were going to talk about it or not, because like, it's not going to be Gato unless nope. he just has a total falling out. In which case, like, I honestly, if I have to look at Gato booking, I think I hate it more than I like it at this point. Yeah. Um. So do you have any indication on who that could be? I have zero indication. I only have my own instincts. Um. I definitely trust the places I've read this to say that it's like pretty damn credible that this is happening. My my first two thoughts, my out like my outside the box thought that actually could work and make sense is Will Washington, who did like the Grab City podcast and everything. Uh-huh. He's already tight with Swerve, really tight with Tony already. And it would be kind of an out-of-the-box pick that you wouldn't think of for, like, a booker and creative, but someone with a lot of ideas. And my other thought was Rocky Romero. See, yes, Rocky makes a ton of sense. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think it's A Steel. That would definitely be not who you'd expect. I'm, I'm not. I'm not being serious. Um, <laughs> I, the only person I would want to have really high up in creative. I think Jericho would be really good. It just further establishes him as like really important in the company. I think if you do Jericho, you're getting a lot of that WWE stuff. You're not going to like though. Yeah. A lot of it. Again, as, as a Reseda kid, Excalibur or super dragon would be pretty rad. Super dragon. That would be a hell of a pick. I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, PWG was booked well a lot of the time. <laughs> my pitch 
for and you always didn't get like what you wanted like we never got mm-hmm. candace LeRae as champion and that no. always felt like that's what we were building to um anyway my point being like i i want a unique feel um i would look at who has a good <laughs> you know who it is it's gonna be uh the fucking lizard dude who ran roh uh delirious talk about worst case scenario how bad would it be though if it's uh marty squirrel and he gets another shot of the heart could they tell anyone or would they have to keep it secret uh oh for marty yeah secret because like no one could know it's marty no one even gets to publicly know that he and serena deep are married um like they've been married for at least a couple years now Unless it's like Will Ospreay and that's just like how you get him in the door. <laughs> uh, fuck it, Dixie. I mean, there's a lot of like funny answers that we oh, yeah. with. Like, but, like Conan. the two serious answers I have <laughs> were the ones I gave. Like those are my legit, yeah. legitimate guesses. Um, I think one of the only people who works for WWE that I really like in creative, um, again, worth a three count podcast uh is uh shane helms i I, th- I think he's he's a really good but that again that's just like match structure and stuff yeah i can't that, think of anyone and that one doesn't fit the no wwe stuff right whenever i think of like how people book i mean it's just been dire for so long so long yeah, I have I genuinely yeah. have no idea. But when, with a second show, my point that I wanted to bring up is I hope they go in a totally different route because you could use the Saturday show as uh you want to do a round robin tournament. That's the show to do it on. It's just matches for two hours. Cause it's two hours confirmed, right? I believe so, yeah. Just fucking nuts. So I mean, that technically means... nothing's confirmed because we haven't announced right. It, but yeah, yeah. No, it's it's two hours. So we've got four hours of like must see yeah. for the time being. Then you had Rampage, that's five. Then Dark, which is six. Ring of Honor, you're up to eight yeah. hours a week, dude. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need to figure something out. So, <laughs> Sean Ross Sapp, come on down. I genuinely have no clue. Worst case, honestly, I'd say Phil Brooks. Have him like really high and creative. Yeah, so run run your show. I would say QT Marshall until we start doing QTV. (laughs) That's Snake Bit. Anyway, we can move on. Alrighty, well, we finished all the AEW stuff. You mentioned Ring of Honor. Take us through Review of Honor. Yeah. Um. So this week, I thought it was a really fun show. It was a really easy watch. And the main event was a, a retro match, which I was not expecting at all. Um, Athena defeated Lady Frost in a Proving Ground match. I like this match a lot. Oh, yeah. I thought, Lady, Frost I thought is... Lady Frost, this was the best match I've ever seen her have. Yeah, she got uh, she got a little bit of extra experience when she did that impact stint. And I think it. Yeah. Um, I if I'm Tony Khan, I definitely sign her. Yeah. Um, Next up, we had Press 10, Vance, and Roosh defeating uh, our boys, the Infantry. 
this was only three minutes, but it established uh, La Fashion and Gobernables as a really dominant team. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the infantry are getting paid, so I'm happy. Uh, then we had the best friends uh, mm-hmm. show up, and I think they're just going to be on ROH for a minute. Um, yeah. They defeated a couple jobbers in like two minutes. Uh, Brian Cage defeated Leon Ruffin uh, in a fine little match. Like there, this was besides the proving ground match. This definitely felt like an episode of Dark, like more so than all of the yeah, other episodes of ROH. Complaint with this one. Uh, we got Dark Order, you know, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson defeating the Trust Busters. I people have really started to turn on that theme song for the Trust Busters, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the point. Is that yep. you're supposed to hate them? That like, yeah, you're supposed to groan when you hear the theme yeah, song. Like, fuck. Like, fuck off. like I could only imagine doing like Universal tapings, and you hear that oh song like God. six times. That's why they turned on it because they heard it like eight fucking times a night. There's like, oh yeah. my god, again. Um. The, uh, Vincent and the uh, the redneck racist dude came out afterwards. I'm guessing we're just getting them versus Uno and Stu. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, cool. Uh, I actually like Vincent. I think Vincent is what Bray Wyatt wishes he was. Um, Sky Blue defeated Diamante. I like Diamante. Sky Blue still has room to improve. But this was a good use of both. Um, probably my match on the show, not counting the retro main event, was Lee Moriarty and Rocky Romero. That one went about eight minutes, and it was really fun. Of course, there was interference and whatever, but that's a really fun match on on paper. Um, and it didn't disappoint from that. Uh, Blake Christian defeated Gringo Loco, which like just felt so weird. wrong. Um, I'm guessing it's just because. Blake is signed and yeah. Gringo Loco's not. Um, and then, yeah, the main event mm. was uh, a match from 2005 where Samoa Joe defeated James Gibson for the pure title. Um, if you haven't seen this match, it's it's really good. Like, it's easy for for me. Um, yeah, it was, it was really fun to rewatch this one. But yeah, that's Review of Honor. Uh, next week, we've got a pretty fun show. I think it's going to be better than this one, though, for sure. Especially because Moriarty and Rocky are going to have a rematch and it's going to be pure rules. That's cool. I'm guessing that's going to set up a match between like Rocky and Shibata or something like that. Even Lee versus Shibata would be a lot of fun. Um, So I don't know. ROH feels kind of pointless right now because we don't know when the next show is going to be. So we don't know what the build is. Uh, No Mark Briscoe, no Eddie Kingston, uh, no Combat Club. Do what? Eddie's out for a while. Oh, he is? Hernia. Yeah, but like promo or... I mean, like, I think he's getting surgery, like, right away. Oh, so I think okay. he's, like... Well, good for him. We won't be able to see him for No reason to work so. through that and travel and all that. Uh, But yeah, no Mark was weird. But anyway, um, like I said, it's just weird right now. That's all. Yeah, that was, that was easily my least favorite, like... 
I didn't love this one. Everything was too short and it did just feel like dark. And I'm a guy that's notorious for liking dark. So, <laughs> but yeah, speaking like, of which, how do you feel about elevation? I think it's, I mean, on the one hand, it's the right call to probably go down to like cut one of the darks with all the new stuff coming. But on the other hand, if it means this is what Ring of Honor is going to be going forward, just a bunch of dark matches and for three minutes each, I'm going to be pretty sad. So, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. Elevation kind of started off being cool where you had like yeah. people who don't get TV time get TV time, but just is what it is. Yeah. I mean, looking at the card for Ring of Honor next week, there are some interesting matches there. I hope they got time, but yeah, Daniels, know. Daniels versus Joe is going to be really good. Yeah. Um, there, there's some stuff there, but like I said, with no pay-per-view in sight, I don't really know what the plan yeah. is. I mean, Claudio Castagnoli and Robbie Eagles is one I'm hoping got some time. Oh, I forgot time. about that. Yeah, that that, that might be two weeks though, because I think they just yeah. recorded that. It's it's hard to say, right? I, I, but they are doing like they're doing studio tapings next weekend, so whatever is being recorded is probably airing this week. Is that for ROH or yeah, is it just yeah. for Dark? No, no, they're doing ROH tapings like uh, two days on uh, the 6th and 7th. Good, because I, I think I like the uh, Universal tapings oh, more I, than... That's, I love the Universal tapings and when it started going to the live matches outside of one or two matches, I've been a little more disappointed and I think... I I'm think trying I to cut... got to read on that trying to cut them some slack because i think they wanted to tour roh pretty soon yeah but now that you have another like the saturday show which even in that i'm excited to see if it's weekly or bi-weekly or once Mm -hmm. a month like but yeah if you're if you're already running a second show for aew like the idea of putting together a third crew for ring of honor would be really hard but if you've canceled the one dark and you're comboing it where you do your big dark taping and your big ROH taping, yeah, it's a little more manageable. But we'll see. All right, so let's get into the women's stuff. My weekly women's wound up. Um, this is all basically focused on one thing. This isn't the one thing, but I'll just get the elephant out of the way. Um, Naomi Trinity is with Impact now, so not coming to AEW along with Mercedes. That's just totally fine. Yep. I think it's actually a pretty good spot for her. That's the right call, but that's not the real news. Um, Stardom had their biggest attendance ever on their pay-per-view, which I've already forgotten the name of. I watched it and I already forgot what it was called. It was, it was a women's pun, like, like the queen. uh, Kind of thing. I don't know, but like her story thing. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was their big pay-per-view. Um, yeah. <laughs> what a women's spotlight. We're like, let's highlight the women. Ah, there is this fucking show that stardom ran. <laughs> I mean, the name. <laughs> I the feel name so bad. I feel so bad. Dude, I couldn't even tell you when All In was 10 minutes ago. Ask me what the biggest show in company history was. And I was like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> it's no, coming. It's all, it comes when it's it all comes. good. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they did their big giant pay per view. Um, the two big, like the two, I guess there were three big matches. Like the one was uh, Hemeka's retirement match. That was one of the big stories. But I mean, that's like closing a chapter. So it's weird to say, say it in that sense. The two like big sure. continuing stories. One was Mercedes and Mayu Yotani for the uh, 
Yeah. The IWG Women's Championship, Did which see that coming. Mayu won. And I was very surprised because we knew Mercedes wasn't done with New Japan and Stardom. And then a few days later, we got the answer why they're doing a New Japan Strong Women's title, which Mercedes is in the tournament for. Probably going to beat Willow Nightingale in the final for it, which also leads to the theory about her showing up on Collision after beating the best. Like, this is the best you had to offer from AEW was Willow. Like, yeah. I got to find me something bigger. Let me find the, the big girls here, blah, blah, blah. But I could I could see her forming a relationship with Willow, to be honest. No, sure. There are a million different ways you can run it, but the point is... Because I think that is a women's tag team. That's about as good as you can get. Absolutely. And we know Mercedes loves her tag teams, so... Just saying. Um, Tony Khan promising her she gets to book the women's tag team division. We've known tag team titles are coming for the women's division. We just don't know when. They're made. They're already made. They exist, so there we go. Um, But... The whole point of the story was we know why she lost to Mayu is because she's going to win the strong one so that she does more of her matches in America. They've right. also been talking about bringing stardom women over to America to do some strong shows and everything. My, how this is all fitting together so nicely. I know. Um, so that was the one. That match was, I think it was about 12 or 13 minutes. So again, not uh, not nearly as long as the one with Kyrie, but similar to the one with Azumi. Um Again, good match, Mayu. always going to be Mayu. The other big one that broke my heart, Julia lost the title to Tom Nakano in one of the shortest title reigns in stardom history. It was only like, what, three months, I guess, if that. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, I think the days were in the 70s. I don't know what that means for Julia in stardom going forward, like what direction they're going to go with her, where she's going to, if she's going to like challenge Mayu down the road or come over to do some shows with Mercedes in the States and make a splash there. I have no idea, but it was, I really... think Julia in the States would be a huge deal. Oh, Julia in the States would be a huge hit. So like whatever reason they took it off her, I'm curious. Fantastic match though. That was definitely my match of the week. Um, yeah. Great match, but I was definitely a little bit heartbroken that that Julia lost the title, but I've still got Jamie Hayter, so that's okay. Um, that said, all around, this was a, a pretty strong show, top to bottom. Um, almost every match hit. There was only one match I didn't really care for, and God help me, I cannot remember the, the two women's names, but there, there's a couple women in stardom that I really don't care for, and they were in a tag team, so I was probably not going to like that match. Like... <laughs> I probably will not enjoy the next Hardy Boys tag match either. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I know. I saw like, that. I'm also not going to enjoy the final deletion. Spoiler alert. But beyond well, speaking that. Speaking of. Yeah, show. go ahead. Beyond that, great show. So that's, that is the women's roundup for the week is that Stardom did their biggest show ever and delivered top to bottom in what was a fantastic watch. I don't know if you saw, but we just got tagged asking our thoughts on the WWE draft <laughs> that I guess just happened. Um, These are my thoughts. I'm already laughing. So do you, do you, are you looking at the same pictures I'm looking at? Uh, probably. Look I at just... the pictures. So it's above where we got tagged. AC posted a picture of the yeah. raw and SmackDown. So uh, raw is the three hour show. 
and um, they have shown Imperium, Walter and his two dudes, The Miz, Shinsuke, uh, some chick from NXT, Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Becky Lynch, and Cody. That's it. Okay, so let's... And the like SmackDown that. roster is loaded, and it's like <laughs> an hour left. Yeah. But they're building SmackDown around Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, Edge, and AJ Styles. Bro, shit is dire. So the, the NXT chick, I actually quite like her, Indy Hartwell. She's she's really neat. I'm more laughing at the hilarity of Cody Rhodes can finish his story by winning the other consolation prize. And to make it more perfect, do you remember when Cody won the TNT title? And it oh, was you a, motherfucker, that was my take. Ah! And it was this unfinished project that was the worst looking title in history that everybody ripped on over and over. He was like, calm down, guys, it's not finished. Well, this one is, and it looks like a fucking steering wheel. The goddamn center looks like the horn, and I want to honk it every time I see it. So you kind of stepped on my point. <laughs> Cody Rhodes couldn't win the big one. Mm-hmm. And so the powers that be just made up a secondary title <laughs> and told you it's just as important. Yep. And I feel like I've seen this somewhere before, Mitch. I feel I, like I've seen it somewhere before. We'll know, we'll know soon enough. To be fair, to be fair, uh, his story is still true. Dusty never He's won never this made-up world title. No, he won something that looked a lot like this WWE one, but a shirt fuck one minute. Do you want another funny thing? Um. So apparently Triple H said something along the lines of this will have the same lineage as the World Heavyweight Championship, which had the lineage of the WCW Championship and the NWA title. Yeah. So if they bring out this god awful looking title that looks like just a bunch of like they were like making the plates and then they accidentally dropped everything back into the molten milk mix. And then stamp their logo on it. Well, it looks like they. Stole... If they said that, <laughs> if they say that this is the same as like the NWA title and the WCW title, I'm going to laugh so hard. Well, it looks like they stole the WCW title and realized they had to resell it and cover it up to make the. <laughs> this is the down. kid that stole the homework and said, "Okay, just don't make it look like you copied me." This is one where someone is just like, "Yeah, Triple H designed this belt." I'd be like, "Actually, yeah, no, I think he did." I definitely think he did. This is but yeah. so ugly and hilarious. I can't stop laughing. I mean, I part of me wishes we just didn't talk WWE because all we just do is dunk on them and make fun of them. And but when you I don't do know funny how... shit like this, how can you resist? I can't, dude. Like, but... I can't take this place seriously. <laughs> I, I just, I wicked can't. He left the company to go win the big one, so they made him another consolation prize. It's so funny. <laughs> um, should we talk CM Punk? 
Uh, Since we just brought up WWE Raw. Fuck it, I guess we have to. Um, I mean, no more than just like a check-in because I don't really have much to say. I think it's just... No, no, yeah, he went backstage. Punk being punk. Went backstage at Raw. I'm really not reading too much into it. I mean, went to... Allegedly well, I think it's... Talked to the Miz and made amends, which is kind of hilarious because, I mean, I can just picture, picture this conversation. Miz, I'd like to think we've both grown over the years and kind of admit our past mistakes, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to apologize to me for me shitting on you for all these years. <laughs> oh, can I... Are we role-playing? Can I be Miz real quick? <laughs> so say say your thing. Sorry. You, you're you punk. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Miz. M- Miz, I'd like to think we've grown a lot over the years, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to, you know, apologize to me for, you know, letting me talk shit about you for the past 20 years. Awesome! I came to play. That's it. That's exactly how it went down. Um, Here comes the money. <laughs> Pop the squad. And and who else did he make amends with? Well, did he make amends or did he get kicked out first? Uh, he made public amends with Triple H. Yeah, and then Triple H said, "Oh, I'll have to ask my manager." <laughs> <laughs> went to ask his dad my favorite thing about wwe now is people still insisting that vince isn't in charge and then a story like this comes out and it's just like triple h is just getting publicly like shamed by his own like yeah father-in-law like it this shit is so funny to me um the only reason i wanted to bring it up is mitch uh with these very public feuds that he had with the miz and triple h cleared who is the only outstanding feud with CM Punk right now that makes them look like assholes for not forgiving him? Yep. Gee, I wonder what kind of narcissistic mastermind could have had the foresight to see the narrative changing that way and trying to create that narrative for himself. What a I think that's the shocker. thing. That's the thing that frustrates me the most is that like Punk thinks he's playing chess, but this dude is just playing checkers. Um. Like, I, he's playing chess, but he's just eating the pieces. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's playing chess, but someone has to be like, "Ah, no, that that can't go there. Yeah. That that's not yeah. how that works. That that moves very differently." I don't know. Like I, we we had to mention it just because like our, our my feed was blowing up that like Monday night into Tuesday morning mm-hmm. with people just being like punk's at raw and i was like there's no way it's got to be someone that looks like punk and it's like no sure enough he showed up and uh was was kissing ass Mm -hmm. so i don't know i i just i'm kind of tired of him at this point to be honest i just want him to come back just so we can talk about a match or something yeah i mean at least dax's podcast got shut down so there's that but hey we're, we're officially longer we started and kept going during the entire duration like mm-hmm. we've lasted longer than dax so mm-hmm. eat that dax's daughter um <laughs> anything else you want to get to before we scoot um i guess we've just got uh best of the super juniors coming up yeah um despite sonata being champion i think new japan is the promotion i'm most interested in right now well, I thoroughly enjoy what they're doing. Let's uh, let's run through these bro- blocks quick and fire off yeah. a quick pick. Um, so, Best of Super Juniors starts in just a few weeks. I think it's May 
let me see. I wrote it down. Uh, May 12th to the 28th, which is going to be awesome. Um, let's start with the B block. Uh, we've got Desperado, Yo, Master Watto, Kevin Knight. We've got Kanamaru, Bushi, Robbie Eagles, uh, Francesco Akira, Dan Maloney, and Clark Connors, new Bullet Club member, Clark mm-hmm. Connors. Clark Connors. Um, and then in the A block, the one that I'm looking forward to the most, like this is really interesting. We've got Kushida, Taguchi, the Gooch, Leo Rush, Dookie, Takahashi, Teton, TJP, Ishimori, Show, and our boy, Mike Bailey. Let's go. Is he going to win like three matches? Yes. <laughs> uh, are his matches going to be like the first thing I look at? Yes. <laughs> um, so who is your pick for A block and B block? A block, I mean, broken record, but Takahashi. Takahashi? I'm yeah. sorry. I Same. know. I don't want to say it, but it's probably what's going to happen. It's, just, it's Hiromu. Yeah. Um, B block is far more interesting to me because I don't think it's El Desperado. Really? I, I think Desperado don't... wins the whole thing. You going Kanemaru? No. <laughs> it's Dan Maloney's time to shine. It is, no, I... Uh, I actually think it's Master Watto's time to shine. They've been building I him wouldn't... up over the past year. Like, I think Takahashi <sighs> just wins the whole thing. And again, yeah. But... I. I, I still think it's Desperado. I, I mean, mean it, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset with Monster Monster with Master Wado uh winning Master Wido of the Philadelphia native. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm sorry, but like the like the my uh very Italian wife is very <laughs> upset with the Mario movie she didn't see uh because Chris Pratt's not Italian enough. <laughs> And so, like, anytime I see just any plumber service around here now, I just see, like, and it's someone's name. I'll just be like, it's a me, Dan. Like, I can't, I can't help myself. It's just this brain worm I have whenever I see a plumber truck to just, just, no matter what the name is, like, it's a me, Sloveski. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh where was I? Master Wado. <laughs> I, I think Master Wado is a pretty inspired pick. And if I had to go someone other than Hiromu in the A block to win it all, I think Ishimori is boring. Um I would do show. Show would, would be have, fantastic. Yeah. I would have him get away from the house of torture yeah. shtick and uh just be a badass. Like he should be. Mm-hmm. Um, like we thought but, so he that's, was going to be. I'm, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Neither Dude, G- Gato gets so much credit, but I'm just like, it. Oh, the last several years have been a little rough. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to go through was the schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, New Japan's got a couple of really cool shows. Um, so first thing in the morning, we've got wrestling Satsuma no Kuni where we get United Empire versus TMDK and Shingo Takagi versus Tai Chi. Those are two 
must watch matches. Shingo is like having a low key, like the best year in New Japan out of anyone in there. Um, and then we've got Dantaku on the third. I will continue my yearly tradition of watching wrestling Dantaku or <laughs> mess it up. Watching wrestling Dantaku and going to get Mexican food at Don Taco. Um, it's going to be Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jeff Cobb. Tama Tonga versus David Finley. I would expect Finley to be the new open champion. And Sonata versus Hiromu. Sonata's going to win. But that's an interesting match given the history of uh, Los Ingobernables. And then we're likely going to have... If I'm reading the tea leaves, I think it's Naito comes out and challenges Sonata and then beats Sonata for the title. Uh, regardless, someone's going to come out at the end of the show and challenge Sonata, and we're going to have a good idea of where they're going. And then the resurgent show that they're running out of Long Beach on the 21st of May. The only match we have announced so far is Will Ospreay versus Tanahashi. The winner faces Will Ospreay for the United States title at Forbidden Door. So, um, I know what you meant, but you definitely did not say The winner faces Kenny Omega. Wait, what did the, I say? You said the winner faces Ospreay. <laughs> a little foreshadowing there. <laughs> Ospreay faces Omega. Yeah. Um, the only other thing we know for that show is that's also the women's tournament for the strong title. Yes, which is most likely going to be Mercedes it's versus the Mercedes Willow. Mercedes Willow show, yeah. Which is that, honestly, I might look forward to that match more than Osprey Tanahashi, just because Tanahashi in 2023 yeah. is pretty weird. I agree. He's got the Mark Briscoe look going. He's starting to uh, get that, you know, weightlifter belly. It's uh, It's pretty fun, so... Anything else before we scoot? That's because it, I'm going all. to pass out the second I hit leave. Alrighty. Well, that's it. That's <laughs> the show. Until next time, I'm Mitch. And I'm Jake. I will uh I'm going into hibernation for a week. See you guys. Oh, boys. Bye.